Hi everyone, welcome back to the HSC Network podcast. This week we're joined by Andy Rhodes of ABR Safety. We're going to be looking at everything that you need to know as a small business person about health and safety as we come out of lockdown. Yeah, I actually spookily the week um because I was I, I'd listened to another health and safety podcast and uh, I was I was actually thinking about doing a podcast for the running club. Um, yeah. I'm a chair of a local running club, but um, so I contacted Sarah actually the same week that. Um, literally about 10 minutes before um, or 10 minutes after she'd sent the email saying, oh, I'm just <laughs> doing some training with, with David. You'd be a good person. <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go. Cool, perfect. Well, th- yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Um, nice. I'll start with a question that I ask all of our guests, Andy. Um, why are you so passionate about health and safety? I guess it stems from a, a background of, um, I hadn't prepared that answer. I guess it's... Um, <laughs> Uh, through my experience, actually, um, I, you know, I'd never planned to go into health and safety. Uh, my background is logistics. Uh, my previous uh, or my last sort of corporate role, as it were, uh, we, I worked for a smaller business. And I suppose unknowing to me at the time, I went, we went through a process of improving health and safety. We had not, not major issues, but a few issues. And through the whole communication, et cetera, and, and improving the, the whole process, I guess I started to see how people reacted well to, to sort of safety being sort of part of their job, not just a sort of an add on or, you know, here's, here's a form, fill it in when we actually started talking to it and improving the culture. Um, and also, you know, the reason I ended up being a professional was at the time I was looking for somebody to support the business and I struggled to find somebody that really wanted to understand what our business was about. And, you know, I had a busy operation. I'd got many competing priorities. Um, many were trying to sell me a system, which I, I didn't need. I, I, I needed somebody who wanted to understand what we do, uh, understand what the people go through and the decisions they make through the day. So uh, for me, that's, and I, I genuinely believe, it sounds a bit of a sort of a coy answer, but I genuinely believe we all have the right to go home at the end of the day uh, in the same condition that we went to work in. Yeah, we yeah was it uh, mighty did a thing work safe home safe and yeah i firmly firmly believe with that so 100 percent. and i mean across our you know our podcast our platform our events that's a common theme that comes up you know health and safety professionals get into it because they want to get people home at the end of the day um and mm. i think you know from what you've said there it just it ties in nicely to that um i also i took a look at your website and you mentioned on the site that you don't want to baffle people with health and safety jargon and why did you put that on there <laughs> i think uh, probably from my own experience actually uh, you know looking for a um, somebody to partner our business um it was people were some not all some were very keen to talk to me about the regulations um yeah this is health and safety act this is the pure regulations what have you um at the end of the day i just wanted somebody to come and talk to me about yeah how we're going to make people safe and just and and how it's going to improve our business and because if i if i stand up and do a brief about health and safety and start chuntering on about all the regulations i've lost the audience within about two seconds uh, so but if i start to talk about their 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 role and their job and what they do it starts to become um you know starts to become real and for me yeah, health and safety is actually a lot of the time it's just just very very simple. Uh, yes, the regulations have to cover everything, and and some of those are quite complicated when you come to read it. But but for me, 
for most of the time, it's, it's just a very simple industry, very simple decisions have to be made. So, so why, why complicate it? 100%. And I mean, you know, like you say, you, you'll lose the room if you go too on about regulations. Um, and at the end of the day, it is about connecting people on the shop floor and the factory floor whose lives we are trying to protect. Um, when you work with your clients, what kind of things do you try and get them to do um, to really get people on the employee level on board with health and safety? Um, I suppose a typical approach would be to literally almost start from the, the front door. So from the moment that people arrive, um, you know, whatever industry it's in, um, I suppose actually uh, recently did one with a, a, a glamping site where, you know, literally from the start point, and in this case, it was, it was when guests arrive, but walking through with, with the team is the, you know, when, when the, the guest arrives, right the way through to when you're showing them where they're staying and, and when, and then, you know, what the activities are going to do. Um, you know, what, what is it they're going to do? What is it they're going to experience? And therefore, what is it we need to do? And this, in this case, we were talking particularly about, about COVID. Um, and it started, you know, people started to understand then yeah, exactly what, what it is, or start to live and breathe what it is that they're in this case, the client, uh, sorry, the, um, the guest is going to go through. Uh, and for me, it helps. It helps then the understanding, as opposed to you know, here's here's a COVID risk assessment. We've got to do this. You've got to fill it, the form in We're, by actually walking through the the operation. And, and same recently with a with a warehouse operation. Yeah, you know, this they they were dealing with fork trucks in this case. But you know, these are the things that they deal with. And 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 why have we just walked past this this item that's in the way? You know, why who who should deal with it and 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 uh, raise it as uh, uh, an issue or get it sorted um so then i i just find then people yeah start to understand a bit more about their the the, the consequences and and well just think about the things in a day-to-day -day, uh, yeah, uh, sorry part of their day-to-day -day job then really yeah I, I guess in a lot of ways it's about enacting a behavioral trait behavioral change absolutely yeah i don't yeah <laughs> I, I would love to come back at some point and say I've got the solution to this. I've, I've, I've actually talking to it or I've been sort of started the, the conversation with with somebody I know in terms of yeah, how do you how can we get to a point where actually culturally for for big organisations as well as small organisations it's just it's just the way people think. So I don't know if you, you get in the car now you automatically just put your seatbelt on. That, well, I think most people do. Yeah, how do we get to a point where from a health and safety point of view that's people just naturally think that way with their with their job as opposed to having to keep reinvigorating all the the, the procedures etc but um we get there one day fingers crossed <laughs> so we're going to talk about more of the small business aspect of health and safety yeah. you know what do small smes need to do especially now we're coming out of hopefully coming out of lockdown at an accelerated rate um so with the uk opening up again what do small businesses really need to keep an eye on? Um, I think it's it, it's businesses need to just remind themselves that they, you know, as part of health and safety law, they they have a statutory duty to you know provide a safe workplace, uh, to to look after those that will protect those that are potentially affected by their uh, by their work activities and and visitors, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. 
there's, there's actually a lot of information out there. The government have um, published um, quite a lot of information and for all different sectors and they're as it working safely during coronavirus at their section on their website. So I'd say the first point for a small business is to uh, look at that. Um, so look at the section that's relevant for them, whether it be a warehouse or factory or an office or whatever. There's a lot of good guidance in there. And then I, I feel there's, there's, there's sort of four key things they need to need to do is they need to do a, a, a COVID-19 risk assessment. Um, that's, that's a re requirement. Uh, and arguably, if they don't, then it's a, a, a breach of a statutory duty. Um, they also need to review kind of existing policies and procedures. Um, maybe expand on this in a minute. Um, once they've done that, it's, it's then employee communication for me is, is, is absolutely key. Uh, so, uh, and it might actually be a need for a, a bit of additional training. Uh, you know, briefings might just be sufficient, but uh, so we've done the COVID risk assessment. We've reviewed all our other procedures. Yeah, these are the changes we've, we need to implement, or these are the different aspects you need to be aware of. Uh, and then I suppose importantly, particularly as the moment things are changing quite quickly, is, is the good old review and, and revise. So as I guess as lockdown continues to ease, uh, is reviewing what uh, you know, can or can't be done at each, each stage, um, hopefully to a point where you know, the pandemic turns into an endemic and we're, we're then able to lead as normal a life as, as, as possible. Um, so, so those are the four four key bits: the COVID uh, risk assessment, review current policies, communication, and then and then keep updating it, revising and updating it. Yeah. Um, what kind of training would you um, suggest for people? I, I suppose there's, there's there's two two sort of key bits of training really that I've I've supported business with or, or advising businesses on is one specific around COVID. So, and that. As I say, it doesn't have to be anything formal. It could just be a, a, a set of briefings or yeah, a walk through the office, if, for example, so, so that they understand yeah, before they come back, ideally before they come back to work uh, and then when they arrive at work. So yeah, this is, these are the requirements. This is what needs to be done. You know, we, we've got these one-way systems or we've got you know, different procedures for using communal areas, et cetera. And, but also there might well be a need for some refresher training on particular aspects, particularly if people have been furloughed for a long time. You know, some people have been perhaps furloughed for, for maybe a year now, if, or, or certainly a good few months. Uh, so it, yeah, it's good to have a bit of refresher training, particularly if they're using things like um, mechanical handling equipment, you know, fork truck or something is, is you know, some kind of refresher training. So yeah, that's those, those two aspects really. Yeah. 100%. And I mean, yeah, we, we don't just want to turn this into a tick boxing exercise, do we? We want, hopefully people to follow um, the rules that we set out as our health and safety department. Yeah. But again, that comes back to behavioral change, doesn't it? I think, yeah. And, and there's, and I think it's, it, it's recognizing the, um, for, well, I was going to say the lowest denominator. That's, that's probably the wrong phrase, but th there's going to be people returning to work are going to have different views. There's, there's going to be, some that are absolutely itching to to get back and 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 get back to work and you know accept all the standards and or procedures and do it there's going to be some that you know if they've had been having to shield you know they're vulnerable um or they've got vulnerable relatives or what have you and, and have been furloughed for a year the actual prospect of going back to work is, is is potentially quite scary 
um, and not just the whole sort of nervousness about going back to work, but also the the potential concerns about you know catching the the virus. You know, we all have different views about how safe it is. So I think it's 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 really recognizing and and the communication for me is the is the key the key bit with health well with anything but particularly with health and safety is is trying to you know reduce people's fears by 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 communicating what what they're doing how we're going to protect them and and you know if if you at any point feel concerned you know speak to us this is you know this is who you need to speak to and this is you know potentially what we can do so and um if small businesses don't implement good health and safety practices, particularly at the moment with you know lockdown coming to an end, yeah, what kind of risks do they run? Um, that's an interesting point actually, because we had I I was was given an example this week actually. Um, I suppose one of the concerns I personally have is that with potentially lockdown coming to an end reasonably soon you know if the if the, if the roadmap continues then uh, there is a risk that businesses feel well i don't really have to do very much because you know it's what april now if i just need to really get to the 21st of june and then you know the, the concern could be oh everything's everything's great then uh, so they don't really do much um for me there's there's two <laughs> there's two key risks really one is one is from a safety perspective is actually you know covid can be caught fairly quickly and it spreads very quickly so there is the the health risk uh, so there's risk to their um, employees um, but then there's also the the um, uh, legal risk to the business so you know back to the i suppose my opening statement about this was that they have a statutory duty to look after their employees and you know, need to recognize that covid now is a is a risk that absolutely needs to be considered and um and, and mitigated wherever wherever well not wherever possible needs to be mitigated um as as far as reasonably possible in your experience maybe bring it out to the wider scope of health and safety what do most smes get wrong what do you find you're helping clients with the most um i i guess recently um Recently, certainly uh, in relation to COVID, um, start off with good intentions. Um, I don't know if this will be particular for SMEs. It might be more of a, a wider problem, but they start off with um, you know, good, good intentions, good procedures. Uh, and then uh, sort of complacency sets in. Uh, so particularly feedback that I've, I've heard or have encountered. Um, I've got a couple of clients who've actually been contacted by the HSE and, and thankfully have, have passed the, uh, the, I was going to say the test, that's wrong. They've passed the audit or, or their questions. Yeah. Um, but the main focus to the HSE is, is all about social distancing and, and the whole hygiene. Um, so I think it's, the risk is they, they, set, they set something up. Um, being a small organisation, yeah, it's probably not a particular person's job. It's added to their their job in terms of health and safety, um, and it's that continued focus on things like social distancing or or um, or, or or hygiene. Um, so, so that would be one particular example with with the current sort of risk with with COVID. Um, I guess other areas that concern me or at times frustrate me. 
um, is it, it, it just tends to be a paper exercise. Uh, so I do quite a bit on uh, 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 construction sites or um, sort of retail refurbishment sites. Uh, and the yeah, contractors just rock up with, with a bit of paper that's yeah you know, hasn't got the correct data on hasn't got the correct location on even at times um so clearly have given it no um no thought whatsoever um so i suppose it's 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 sometimes seen as a as a paper um exercise and and i and i yeah you know, i guess there's various reasons for that you know people feel that health and safety is it was over the top or it's um you know, too complicated um so whereas um yeah so sort of using generic generic templates and uh, and stuff and then sometimes actually just having you know making it far too complicated you know they've either gone to somebody or copied something from somebody and they've got you know a health and safety policy that's 60 odd pages long when there's three of them in the business or well five of them because they would have to write it down um so they've, they've overcomplicated things um and i suppose the last bit is or, or one of the key things i see is I guess because often with small businesses, it's not someone's specific role. Um, it, it's that lack of lack of ownership and sort of acceptance of mediocrity in many ways. So walking past things that are not necessarily right and, and, and allowing poor practice to, to, to creep in. So undoing all the perhaps the good work that has been done initially to, in setting a system up. Yeah, and I mean, with small businesses, if, if like you say, health and safety is just something that's bolted onto someone's job because they're the most um, logical person to handle it, <laughs> if they've got a million other things to do, you know, and, you know, say they've got client work to do, you know, that, that the health and safety side of things may slip off the, off the agenda. Um, mm. What can we do for small businesses? Obviously, you know, some won't be able to justify getting a health and safety professional in, um, what can we do to maybe help people who are looking after health and safety, but aren't really health and safety experts? Um, I think, I mean, I, I deal with, the, I, I suppose, a few of these people, you know, that could be a finance person who's been given health and safety and, um, uh, or the IT person who's been given health and safety. Um, I, I think, I suppose my starting point, I suppose it goes back to the point of you know, walking through the operation actually and, and trying to, you know, so let's, let's get away from the regulations for the moment. You know, there's, there's some, there's some stuff up here that needs to be done. There's a law up there that says this will be done, but, but let's just, 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 just walk through the operation and, and, and break it down into sort of very sort of simple, fairly um, sometimes very obvious things that they need, they need to do. Um, and I think that that starts to help, a educate the individual who's who's doing it and also um start to lessen their concerns in terms of oh this is this is this sort of big complicated thing that i don't understand um and um you know yes by taking these few actions we we're actually you know demonstrating we're, we're looking after the team etc so so i suppose to me it's very much about let's let's start with your let's start with your premises your people you, the, the activities you do uh, and then effectively sort of uh, bolting on the regulations after that and, and explaining why they're, they're doing, doing stuff. So, In terms of the future, 
are you optimistic about the future of health and safety? I'm optimistic one day that I'll go to a party. Well, actually optimistic at the moment about going to a party, but I'm optimistic <laughs> about going to a party where, you know, if I say I'm a health and safety consultant, then uh, people, A, don't like, you know, at the moment they probably think oh, health and safety and also a consultant, the two put together is not um, not, not, <laughs> not necessarily um, always well received with, uh, with open arms if we've got to go and talk to Andy. Um, I, I am optimistic, yeah. I, I think it's... Um, Uh, I'm struggling for words there. I, I I think it's something that's becoming talked about more, uh, more openly. Uh, people are understanding it more. Uh, I I think it's using uh, it's being used less as an excuse of not to do things. And I, I guess that was my early experience of health and safety. It was like, oh, we can't, you know, we, we can't do it because of health and safety. And, and for me, it's well, you know, we, we, we can do it because of health and safety. So I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's, well, I, I think it's a really interesting industry to be in. Um, yeah. Do I enjoy reading health and safety regulations? Absolutely not. No, but do I enjoy going around all different businesses, talking to all different um, clients, different sites? Um, yeah. It's a very, very varied um uh, job that i that i do now so yeah i suppose like with mental health being such a big talking point in wider society maybe the psychological health and safety aspect is set to grow as well absolutely yeah i um i i think uh, i've i've got a uh, a I was going to say colleagues. That's that's wrong. I've I've, I've got a, a business associate who who does a lot with um with mental health, and it's becoming, or mental health training, it's becoming a, you know, a much more open subject in terms of people talking about it, people accepting that they need to, or businesses accepting they need to um need to do that, or need to do some kind of of training, um, and and yeah, we'll only we'll only support people you know approaching things with a with an open mind with 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 clarity and um and and therefore um yeah operating more 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 safely and and taking care within their within their job uh so and, and i think that's i suppose that's a a, a key one for me and it, I, I guess it's a bit easier with with smes is is people's perception of risk so, you know, I've come from, you know, I've worked for some big organizations where they absolutely have to have a blanket policy because as soon as you start giving 30,000 people an option to do something different, then you get 30,000 different answers. Um, but with smaller businesses, it's easier to get everybody in a, in a room and, and, and understand why their perception of risk is, is, is different and understanding what those consequences are um, of, of that difference and um, and therefore let's you know come up with a a common approach or at least understand have a common understanding of that uh, perception of risk so absolutely well thank you very much for joining us today andy i think we've gone okay. through some great stuff and um, that's really going to be helpful for um, any small business owner owners out there or, or any you know like we say people out there who are looking after health and safety who may not be experts in the field uh, thank you very much for joining us that's no problem anytime thank you david